WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just wanted to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can possibly be, and we want to make more podcasts for you, and we can't do it alone. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more Bacon and Eggs, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the different reward tiers we have over there. I really like our $10 tier, which gets you unedited episodes of Bacon and Eggs. So instead of like Fortnite, you hear like the real stuff, and you get all the awkward pauses. It's the best. Uh, but you can hear all the behind the scenes moments that go into making an episode. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, eggs, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're time traveling. Or maybe we're just doing an oral report. So be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Because today we're bringing you Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ethan, before we get to the stats, we are joined this week by one of my favorite living podcasters, and if he were dead, one of my favorite dead podcasters. <laughs> Alive or dead, one of my favorites. Uh, he is uh, Chunt on Hello from the Magic Tavern, and he is Adel Refai on Hey Riddle Riddle. We are joined this week by Adel Refai. Oh, yeah, bacon and eggs. Yeah. I now have a ton of incentive to die, because instead of being... <laughs> instead of Instead of being one of your favorite living podcasts, uh, podcasters, I could be your hands down favorite dead podcaster. That's true. Yeah, there's Things... not a lot of dead podcasters. No. So like, it's a short list. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to just like, <laughs> I, can't, I guess I can't die. Even, I, don't, I don't even know what to here's, say. Here's what I'll do. I, I, I will never take my own life, but if I'm hiking or something and it starts to rain, you know, I may just, you know, who knows? Who who knows? Yeah. Is, is, is living in Chicago, is hiking a big thing for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, we're a very hilly city, uh, all kinds of peaks and valleys. We're basically uh, the American uh, Nepal. Uh, lots of mountains. <laughs> <laughs> the Nepal of the West I, is what everyone calls us. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. I have been uh, to Chicago for all the... three hours on a train once. Well, my train stopped there. I changed trains there. It, uh, it was it was a lovely, lovely place, but I didn't find any hills whatsoever. Yeah, the, the rumor is um, it, Chicago is so flat. If you're if your dog runs away, you can you can watch him for two days. <laughs> That's good. Just see him in the uh, distance for two days. Yeah, right, we're just, very very just flat. Keeps going. Uh, I, it's occurring to me now that I know almost nothing about Chicago other than that there is a big bean. Yeah, we have. I think the name of the the sculpture is Cloudgate, but everyone it's, it's calls like it a bean. Cloudgate at Millennium Park or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the, it was, it's like the number one place in the U.S. to get a selfie, maybe. But it's um, it's cool. It's uh, it's definitely you know brushed uh metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big old Anish Kapoor statue, which is I don't Anish know. How, yeah. I don't know how you make a statue like that and then call it Cloudgate. Like it should, it's hands down a bean, or like call it the clit or something. Are you, but don't. Are you familiar with Anish Kapoor at all? No. Oh, he's the worst human being that's ever lived. Wait, that's the sculptor who made this? That's the sculptor who made the bean, yeah. Oh, no. So he's also the guy that like patented uh, the concept of Vanta Black, which is like the blackest black you can ever black. 
It's like okay. a pigment. He's 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 like a fancy artist. And then uh, somebody else tried to make a really black color black, and he like sued them for millions and millions of dollars, and like essentially ran this other artist out of business because oh, he no. wanted to have the most black that you could ever black for his own uh, kind of stuff. He's just a he's a, a righteous uh, an, an unrighteous. Uh, a hole. Oh, that sucks. I I know there's a similar artist, Jeff Koons, and I think he's I think he's also a piece of shit. Fortnite. He he makes like the inflatable dog, like infl- inflatable balloon dog sculptures and stuff. I think, oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, I I, yeah. Now that you say that, yeah. Yeah, I think he sucks too. What is it with sculptors and sucking? I, I don't think, know. I think man. if your goal is like I'm going to use a lot of public space to put something that is fun to look at but otherwise useless like you kind of have to be a bad person right yeah so here's my theory right the only reason anybody would get into sculpting is so that so they would eventually name a ninja turtle out of after them exactly but like, they're done naming ninja turtles well they did i'm sorry to break the news uh earlier this morning they did create a fifth ninja turtle his name is botticelli and he's a snapping turtle he's a little baby snapping turtle <laughs> Uh, all he eats all day, every day is nachos. Little baby Botticelli eating nachos. Uh, his color is hot pink, and his weapon of choice is a churro. <laughs> it's a churro. I read that he had a kunai with chain, but uh-huh. a churro, I think, might even be better. Yeah, he had what you said, but then he lost it, because he's just a little baby. <laughs> he's just a little baby turtle. So now he just has a churro and he 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 just kind of whacks people with a churro. Can I ask what are and I don't want any hesitation. What are the top three sculptures in Roanoke, Virginia? Oh, okay. There so we is... have a um, we have like an infinity gauntlet. What, Ethan? We have a star. We have the largest. It's the oh, star. Right. Fortnite. Me. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. One person saying you have a Fortnite infinity gauntlet. <laughs> so it's and, like. And, and then the other person goes, no, 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 we have a star? Well, okay, so Roanoke <laughs> is called the Star City, and we are known for this giant, like, like Fortnite. Off huge metal star that sits star on top of this sculpture. mountain and overlooks the town like the eyes of Dr. T.J. Eckelberg from The Great Gatsby, and they light it up at night. And that's like the thing that Roanoke is known for. But like three years ago, they put in a Fortnite Infinity Gauntlet. It's not like it actually vi- an Infinity Gauntlet, it's just a bronze <laughs> hand that reaches up to the sky with like. Red, it's purple, Shredder's blue, and, and green and orange lights all over it. You just described all the Ninja Turtle colors. Congratulations. That is wild. Um, I would not have I would not have guessed. That's amazing. I guess I've just been living here so long that I didn't think about the star as like a sculpture, <laughs> as like an sculpture. art thing, instead of just like a, it's just a big Fortnite metal star. Like That sounds like a, that almost sounds like a Welcome to Night Vale bit of like the glowing star that watches the town from above or something on the hillside. Right. I mean, it's uh, a pretty, it's a pretty welcome to night. If welcome to night Vale took place in the Southeast, this would mm-hmm. kind of be the vibe for sure. Nice. Well, I have to visit now. Star City, baby. Come on down. Yeah. We'll throw you a live show with the hundred thousand people that live here. Hell yeah. I'll be I've, there. I've got a guest bedroom with uh pretty good soundproofing. So you'll be set. You don't have to record in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't be recording at your house. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why you need soundproofing in your guest room, but... I was just like, in case you're like, man, I'm really tired of these bean photographers. You can come to my house and you don't have to deal with that. And it's nice and quiet. So you think Chicago has a, bi- a giant photograph of a bean? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like there are multiple giant photographs of the bean. Every you know time, it, wild every time it rains, people, they have to cart out a new one. Right. <laughs> I went to the bean and like got a photograph with it, with it, but I did not get a selfie because I was so like... 
Because I was trying to see everything that I could see about Chicago in like the two and a half hours I had. So like I went to the Bean, I went to Navy Pier, I got pizza, I did all kinds of things. And I was like, okay, I'm at the Bean for three minutes. Cool. Like I've seen it. It's so weird. Chicago has such a cool depth and history and all kinds of stuff. Like we have such an amazing food scene and it's such an incredible blues scene and such amazing architecture and tours and haunted stuff. And it's anyone who comes goes to the Bean and Navy Pier, which are like the most like sad trumpet horn sounds uh, exhibits we have. My justification I, for that is that um, so my my girlfriend's grandparents live in Oak Park, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe Naperville. I can't remember which direction they moved, but uh, so like <laughs> two, we had we, two wildly different cities. Yeah, well, we had plans to. They've lived in both as well mm-hmm. as Juliet and Romeoville. I'm naming okay. places now that I'm not entirely sure near Illinois anymore. But um, we had plans to like go up there this summer, and, and obviously might not, probably won't happen, but. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see the things that I can get cool photographs of in Chicago in two hours. That's fair. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you go to Paris, you go to the Eiffel Tower, and I'm sure, you know, locals are like, no, that is no no good. Um, Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. Cool. If you come to Roanoke and you go to the Star, I'm like, yeah, that was a smart move. Yeah, that's the thing you do here. You can go to the Star, you you can go see the trains. It's cool. How many Botticelli, baby Botticelli turtles high is that star? Like, is it? Because in my head, it's like 50 feet. How big is... It's way it's bigger It's way bigger. Than way bigger. Ooh, okay. Yeah. How big is Botticelli? Yeah. How tall is Botticelli? This is... No, like the, the turtle. How big is the turtle? How, like, how big oh, is a baby snapping baby turtle? Baby Botticelli, this is... You're going to think I'm lying. He is five inches tall. Five, it is a lot of those. <laughs> it is a lot of those. I can get you an exact uh, figure hang, pretty yeah, quick I'm working on it. Like. It is surprisingly shorter than I thought. Uh, you, know, in the, you know, in the cartoon, we have like... Um, uh, uh, Donatello, is- Donatello does machines. Raphael is cool but rude. Uh, Michelangelo's a party dude. You know, you know. Do you remember those? Yeah, I'm familiar, but really, it's just Don does machines and Leo is the leader, and yeah. the other two are annoying. Well, that's well, the show. <laughs> okay. Well, with with Baby Botticelli, they came up with a new catchphrase, which is he puts both his hands underneath his chin and he goes, "I'm a little sweetheart." So that's his deal. <laughs> that's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just a sweetheart. A, I imagine he's incredibly popular with the with the younger folks. Absolutely. Like not just kids, but like also like zoomers like yeah like gen z people oh yeah uh it is 88.5 feet tall and i think it's the top of it is like 110 feet off the ground because it doesn't mm. like start at the ground okay and then it's on top it'd of be a 200 it'd be 212 baby botticelli's tall yeah <laughs> that was some quick math <laughs> I, I i tell you i have very few skills in the, this world but like basic arithmetic the thing you can do with a calculator i've got it down <laughs> <laughs> I I occasionally dungeon master a D&D campaign and I can't do quick math. Yeah. It's 12 wonderful. plus 5 trips Ethan like you couldn't believe. <laughs> we wouldn't believe how much I can't subtract 21 from 67. <laughs> Okay, let's let's talk about some Bill and uh, slash or some Ted. Or at least let's recognize that we all watched this film. Yes, That yes, came yes. out uh, February 17th, 1989, 11,435 days ago on a $6.5 million budget, which for the era was actually pretty decent. Uh, made $40 million worldwide. It got an 80% critic rating and a 75% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 50 on Metacritic. So they liked it. Just not that much. (laughs) Uh, It also is zero days since the release of the Bill and Ted 3 trailer. What a freaking coincidence. Somehow we nailed that one. (laughs) I watched that five minutes before it came on because I got an email and I'm like, oh, I I should probably, they might ask me about this. I should watch it. (laughs) 
And it gave what is, it gave nothing away. <laughs> no, it's like it, it is obviously like I figured it was going to be Bill and Ted, but updated like it has the same sort of vibe and feel as like Ready Player One did. But I don't know. It just looks it's it's Bill and Ted washed up in a way that this movie promised they never could be, which is wild it, to me. It's funny to see Alex Winters is is like is like sweating to do the the voice in the in the mannerisms and then Keanu yeah. Reeves is purely doing like Neo like it, there's no difference in any of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like he's made a career out of this whole character right he can't he can't of, be out of, of it this, now that's the Keanu yeah. Reeves character I would have thought they would have just gotten Casey Neistat to play the Alex Winters part oh who's that he's like he's a, a vlogger YouTuber. like a YouTuber okay somebody but he's out interesting there got that. a lot of people because he's very famous so I had but also I had seen ugly. this movie maybe when I was uh, 17 or 18 and I have not seen it since so it's been like 20 years since I saw this. I watched it last night and uh it it not great. <laughs> it's it's wow, brutal. It, it it's bad. something, man. It's it, like it bad. It is, it is definitely not as good as I remember it being <laughs> when I was 13. It has not give you that much. It is like the wettest noodle of a plot and it's <laughs> I and uh, I don't know. It's it there's no I don't know it's real bad like the 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 heart of the whole story is like say hello to the princesses and then I'm like oh my gosh like they fall in love with these women and there's this cool story <laughs> and then the women literally see them from a balcony and then later they run into them and they're like but you go prom with me and then they leave and then they're like <laughs> and then they don't go to prom yeah it's it's Which wild is bonkers yeah it this is, is like, oh, it's bad. <laughs> I feel the same way, though. Okay. I definitely haven't seen this since I was probably 15 years old. Yeah. Maximum. Absolute maximum. It feels uh, like this is one of those movies, because I know when I was a kid, I was obsessed with, like, Flight of the Navigator and stuff like that, um, or, like, uh, Nothing But Trouble, if you've ever seen that. So I feel I've like, seen neither of those. Which which I revisited, and they are, they are objectively bad, but because I grew up with them, I love them, and I won't hear a bad word against them, and I love to quote them. Um, so I, I can understand. This seems like a movie that if you grew up with it at a certain point, it was probably the coolest thing. And it led to a whole new lingo and a whole style and all that stuff. But it's 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 a it's a bad movie, <laughs> right? It, it's it's one of those things where we talk about it a lot, especially on this show. We, we'll revisit some of these movies, especially that came out in like the late two thousands, maybe early tens. And you look at it and you're like, man, this has not aged well. I I thought this is good once upon a time, and and looking at this, I'm like. I thought this is good, but I have not aged well. Yeah, <laughs> nobody has. <laughs> like, uh, I have aged out of enjoying this as much as I used to. Now, I did enjoy it. Again, it's the same deal for me. It's like, it came out a, a few, few years before I was born, but um, I still grew up with it. Like, I've seen yeah. it a bunch. Like, my mom would put it on all the time. And so it is definitely one of those ones where I'm like, hey, yeah, this sucks, but like, you're not going to convince me to hate it. No way. Yeah. No chance. I think my biggest qualms with it are twofold. The first one is they cast George Carlin... And then seemingly the direction they gave him was don't be funny. <laughs> yeah, do. I know. Do, do as, 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 a, as a human being with a last name Carlin, it is like painful to watch George Carlin be in this movie and do literally nothing at all yeah. other than like set up the story. Yeah, it, it hurts. Man. And there's a, there's a difference between like, y you could argue like, well, Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, but that was a drama that was, a, that was like a like yeah. a tense <laughs> who is yeah. making that argument no this, Adam this, Sandler this was a broad like comedy. Jim Carrey and Truman Show yeah, yeah this, this, this is funny. a broad comedy uh with tons of slapstick and it's like you have the greatest stand-up of your generation and they're just like slick, slick back his hair make him look like a pervert and then make right. sure don't say anything funny <laughs> make sure he doesn't do anything cool yeah, yeah. 
And then my my second qualm with this was the uh, which is maybe my favorite part of the movie in the worst way is when Napoleon and do you guys go into is there any can, can we just toss out any moment or is there oh any yeah go for it there's yeah. no, this is a spoiler yeah. full podcast there's a moment deep into the movie where Napoleon eats a uh, Neapolitan Sunday wah wah pretty funny and. After he finishes it, the employees of whatever ice cream store they're at come over and like bully him. <laughs> yeah, they're like ziggy piggies. And I, I remember that happening. Like I didn't I don't know that I could have pinpointed that it was from this particular 80s movie. Yeah. That, or that it was Napoleon that, that happened to. But, like I remember that happening and then it yeah. showed up in this movie and I was like, that's what that is from. Why? Why? But they're, yeah, they're like I, what I don't understand is is there anybody who works in an ice cream shop? anywhere in the world that is this enthusiastic about their job. <laughs> maybe, well, it, maybe it, in 1988 though. Like that's what Stranger Things leads me to believe is yeah. that like, you know, if the people, if he went, if Napoleon went to Scoops Ahoy, maybe not, but like the rest of them, those people enjoy their jobs in a way that like people don't enjoy mall retail anymore. But they, they were uh, millimeters from Napoleon's face screaming at him and oinking and calling him a pig in like the meanest way. And I don't, I just don't understand. I couldn't comprehend why anyone would ever finish it. Like I would just leave a little bit so I could walk away <laughs> so I could walk out with my dignity. Cause I know like in, um, in a uh, great outdoors, there's John Candy eats the old 96er where he has to like eat a 96 ounce steak and he yeah. does it and they're like genuinely impressed. And then I think he gets like a t-shirt or something. I think in this, he got like a sticker, but then they, they got to spend like a minute and a half just absolutely shaming yeah. him. <laughs> he gets like a he gets like a button and he wears it with all the rest of his military badges for the rest of the movie, by mm -hmm. the way. He does <laughs> yeah. he does continue to wear it. I will say I immediately went online to like Etsy to try and see if I could find a, a Ziggy Figgy like <laughs> patch or sticker because I'm like, I do want one. I'm like, I, I hate I it, but I do one. want one. I'll tell you I have to have it. I got a level like <clears throat> sorry, I keep having my cough for some reason. Um watching it now as an adult, I understood, I guess, more than I did when I was a kid that they're dumb. Like they're real, real, real dumb and they're supposed oh, yeah. to be dumb. So like I don't when I was a kid when I was a younger kid watching this, I was like super into history and whatever. And so like there was probably a pretty early age where I would have been able to put together like Napoleon lost at the Battle of Waterloo. And so I thought that they were like being smart for a minute when I was a kid when they're like, where would Napoleon go? Waterloo. When in reality, it's just where they would go within one day in San Dimas. And I caught that last night for the first time. And I'm like, man, were they dumb or was I dumb? Or was, was I dumb. 13? You know what blows my mind is I feel like maybe, Adel, you had a different experience with this. But the historical figures that they grab are not who I would have studied in like 11th grade I, world history. I uh, I had the exact same issue, Tyler. The minute, the minute on the, okay, they start with the history class, right? I think that's like the first scene we yeah. see. And mm -hmm. the whole history class is they're just like, let's list, list off figures. Like, let, let's just list off people in history. That's no history class. No history class does that. <laughs> you study like a whole Byzantine empire and you study that with depth. It's not all like, here's some names. Also, no history class in the world. If you, if you're a listener and you can find a history class that teaches this, that teaches this figure, I will Venmo you $40. What history class is teaching Billy the Kid? That's exactly what I was yeah. saying. No, but nobody. Is Billy the Kid But yet this. he's the best one. He changed nothing in history. <laughs> he changed nothing. That is, no, they, that, to yeah. me, that's wild. But they get, I guess I they think, get him as like the insight. He's the, like the accomplice. Mm -hmm. Like he, he bails them out of the situation. He's totally cool with kidnapping Socrates. They needed a criminal in there with them legitimately to be like, all right, let's just rough up some people and grab them from history. That would be like if like 
five hundred years from now they're studying David Schwimmer. Like that's just, that's he had no. <laughs> That's not a thing. They like, were on a break. Yeah. This is news. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this 10-year gap? They were on a break. Um, yeah, the, that's that blew my mind. The that, thing that boggles my mind is that they did not go get Julius Caesar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the, the professor's literally like, so you think Caesar is a salad dressing dude. Yeah. And they didn't go get Caesar. <laughs> Yeah. If you could show Caesar eating a Caesar salad at like whatever restaurant, that would have been so much more delightful. Yeah. You take shenanigans from office space or whatever it was called and put that, Julius yeah. Caesar eating a Caesar salad in there instead of Napoleon eating ice cream. Or even, I mean, you could do a little bit of fudging where it's like, I know this isn't historically accurate, but like get Robin Hood or something. Because all Billy Kid does is he comes in and like shoots out a light in the auditorium. He doesn't even do a presentation. He just, his sole purpose, <laughs> his sole- My new friends, <laughs> Bill and Ted- <laughs> His sole purpose in the presentation is to say, listen up. And then he steps back and fades away, which is correct in terms, in terms of history. history. But then why, why like corral him? Like if anyone, I mean, I could see, oh, let's, let me try and, uh, okay. Maybe like Davy Crockett or who are some, or who are, they're doing Westward expansion. Davy why not Crockett like Lewis real? and Clark? Yeah. Who's the Wyatt Earp is even like a smidge more important. Um, still, I don't know if they'd be studied, yeah. but I they feel at like least hold on. When did Tombstone come out? 92, 91. I was going to say, was Tombstone an extant movie in this 93? Truthfully did not know. But if Tombstone was an extant movie in the, the, um, Bill and Ted verse, that would have been, that would have been funny. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. We, we got to get a Billy the Kid solo movie. <laughs> also, uh, I kept I kept thinking, like, um, when they go get Socrates, I thought that was Bruce Dern. Like, I kept seeing people and be like, oh, I think that's blank. And then I'd look up the IMDb and I'm aren't. like, these are all nobody. <laughs> whoever you, are, the, whoever yeah, you think it is, nobody it is isn't. in this. Bruce uh, Dern I, is a name that I can never put a person to. I always have to think of Laura Dern and then think of her dad, because that's who it is. Oh, but he's the guy from Nebraska. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's in a cool. ton of stuff, but yeah, he's- Yeah, it's, an, it's a name that gets thrown around a lot, but he's just like in a bunch of movies that I haven't like seen recently. Here's some because I didn't really grow up with this movie. I, I had just seen it one time before and I was just flipping about it. Here's something I never connected until last night. And this must be a thing. And I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know about it, but I just connected it, which is Wayne's world is just Bill and Ted. Yeah. Wayne, oh. Wayne and Garth. Uh, Wayne Wayne's and Garth, world. Wayne's yeah. world. Party on. Excellent. <laughs> It's like Wayne's World is a brunette and a blonde. They wear like California uh, stoner uh, burnout clothing. They they fake play electric guitar, but we actually hear the sound. They say party on or party on dude specifically. So it's I, I, I have to imagine that came after Bill and Ted, but it's like a one to one. Like there's Wayne's World was 92. Yeah. Wayne's World is also better. It, it absolutely is. And truth be told, Tyler had posted some stuff about, you know, party on dudes. And I was like, I swear to God, that's a Wayne's World quote. And it is. It is also a Bill and Ted quote. Again, I haven't seen I've seen Wayne's World much more recently yeah. than I've seen Bill and Ted. But they, sure. even, they even say like party on dude. And then their other thing is like excellent, which is be excellent. You know, it's 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 just a rip off. Yeah, that's to me. That was wild. Well, Wayne's World was a Saturday Night Live sketch, right? So like that. Yeah. Sketch tracks, first. I guess that yeah. makes sense. That they were just like, okay, let's let's take Bill and Ted, but make them like better. Yeah, and then they made a movie out of it. 
I did look up that the guy, the guy who wrote this, so this, the characters came from like an improv class and they would do, they would play these characters in like improv shows and stuff. And then they Bill wrote Bill and Ted a, or Wayne's World? Uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. And okay. then they wrote a script and uh, one of the guys who wrote it is a guy named Chris Matheson, whose dad is Richard Matheson, the like most lauded uh, sci-fi writer of the last hundred years, uh, uh, subjectively. But he yeah. wrote like I Am Legend and all these like yeah. hor- horror sci-fi kind of. Um, but God, to me, I Am I'm Legend s- is such a good book. S- book, yeah. But it's, novella. It's so wild to me that he comes from that from that lineage, and he and this movie has no story. <laughs> I mean, there's Hollywood's they, littered with that though. That's the that's the nepotism of Hollywood. Is sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. I I gave an audible scream when Genghis Khan got on a skateboard, knew how to skateboard, and then to <laughs> in order to fool and get around a security guard, he jumped on a trampoline and and did a back and did a forward flip, not knowing what a trampoline is. How do you? How does yeah. Genghis Khan, because he, he holds a baseball bat for like an hour and he bites it and he's like, what is this? I don't, is it food? Is it hard? Is it good? For an hour, he, it takes him an hour to figure out a baseball bat, which is essentially <laughs> it, it, identical to, to the club he was holding. He puts down his club, picks up a bat, doesn't know how it works, how bat work. Then he, he eyeballs a trampoline five feet in front of him and just instinctually knows if I jump on that, I will get massive airtime to do a forward flip. Which, of course, Genghis, I will admit, Genghis Khan, obviously known for his acrobatics, that's that's uh, uh, hit known in history, well, well, uh, well versed. Um, and then he skateboards away, which uh, this sucks. <laughs> he also, okay, I'll, I'll counterpoint, what are mattresses made of? What are mattresses made of? Well, in, in China, they weren't made of spring. Sorry, in, in, in springs. Not in China. In 12 in whatever, whenever Genghis Khan was from, <laughs> mm-hmm. they weren't made of springs. They were made of like straw or maybe feathers if you're rich or hay. I guess hay is straw. Not sure uh, where they draw honestly, the line there. I think his beds were made of his enemies. Uh, probably. Maybe bones, the, mm-hmm. the floor, mm-hmm. the floor of your tent. I think he probably not, is, you know, Sealy Postropedic Inner Spring mattresses. <laughs> or he slept inside a he, horse or something. All I know is Genghis Khan did a lot of bouncing on a lot of mattresses. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. There's something about like everybody is related to Genghis Khan, blah, 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 history, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. The lunchroom made me uncomfortable in high school. Yeah. That's all I've got here. Yeah. I think that the rumor is one in five people can trace their lineage back to Genghis Khan. Okay. See, there's the rumor. One I knew mm-hmm. I was on to something. Five? I think it's one in five. Good gravy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Have you guys? I mean, he was just—he was just out there going. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about Joan of Arc for a minute and what purpose she serves in this. It's like they got a bunch of people and they were like, they were—they almost got there. They were like, we need a woman in this, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. You're you're uh uh Ethan. You're dead on. Here's what they did. They have Billy the Kid with his gun, second to none in the Wild West. Bang, bang, shoots him up, kills him all dead. Youngest hotshot shooter in in the Wild West. Then they go and get uh, Genghis Khan, the the most uh, destructive force of, of all time in history, with his club. He brings his club with. Then they are like, we need a female warrior. They get Joan of Arc, who was a badass with a sword. Immediately, she leaves her sword behind. <laughs> she, does, she leaves her sword behind to go yeah. to Jazzercise. Yeah, and then her big set piece is to push over a woman and lead Jazzercise. This or no, not Jazzercise. What aerobics. is that called? Just like step aerobics or something? Yeah, uh, there's, no, there's got, there was a term for it, wasn't there? I swear to God. I'll have to look it up. Was, was, was Billy the Kid real? Billy Kid was real, wasn't Billy he? Billy Kid was real, yeah. This Died when he was 21. God damn. You know, you know how I don't know if Billy the Kid's real? Because we didn't study him in history. Didn't study him in history <laughs> class, <how> yeah. I- <laughs> 
But no, yeah, God forbid we let Joan of Arc be the badass she is, and like yeah. Genghis Khan gets to go beat up a mannequin at least, but we yeah. also don't let her talk at all, as far as I could tell. Yeah, does she, she have speaks, a line? She prays in, oh God, French? French, yeah. Maybe? Okay, cool. She prays in French. Uh, she says like something like, God be with me, and then uh, Keanu Reeves like reaches out his hand. I will say- she- and she follows him. She goes with it. Yeah. I will say the one good line in this movie was when when the history teacher asks who Joan of Arc is, they say Noah's wife, <laughs> which is a le- that's a legit good joke. Like that's yeah, that was funny. That's a legit good joke. Um, but yeah, they she might as well have not even been in the movie. Like let her bring her sword. You're letting this guy bring a gun. She could have been. Yeah. She could have had all kinds of fun. Genghis Khan brings his club, or maybe doesn't. I'm not sure. I lost I like the, the thread th- there at that point. There's another good moment where they're like, uh, where Ted is getting like analyzed by Freud and Freud's like, Bill, would you like to go as well? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Just a mild Oedipal complex. <laughs> because his his dad married one of his classmates, like <laughs> yeah. the girl who was a freshman or a senior when they were freshmen that Ted asked yeah. to the prom. <laughs> Who would you if you if you could go back? So let's say let's say we're we're making a remake of this movie instead of the figures or maybe including some of them. Who should we grab from history? Like who are I agree with like Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Lincoln's a good one. And even and he's so distinguished in terms of like from his profile and hat immediately, you know, who's going on like Joan of Arc. You have to have the context with clothing. Right, you don't and, want anybody you have to explain. Yeah. But just like a silhouette of Lincoln and boom, you know who it is. But Certainly that's also wouldn't bring Napoleon. Yeah. But that's also because he's somewhat more recent. Um, so who in history should we go back and grab? That's not like Billy the Kid. Alexander Hamilton at this point, probably. Would, Absolutely. Would really make a splash. Uh, I don't know, Pontius Pilate? Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, Dead People in History, Adel Refai? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Once I Die, Bring Me Back. Right, Bring um, Back Adel Refai, of course. We got, yeah, uh, we got Hamilton, we got Lincoln, we got Refai, the greatest American uh, figureheads. <laughs> da Vinci, probably? Ooh, that's a great one. Uh, yeah? Da Vinci's a must. Yeah, you gotta have yeah. Da Vinci. Common. Would definitely have some interesting things to say. Um, it oh, just it, sucks. Because, like all, all of the white people ever are so Fortnite. Yeah, like all of them. And like yeah. I don't want to bring like slavers or like torture. Like you wouldn't want to talk to like any of the British kings, most of the yeah. American presidents. Yeah, it's all bad. All history is bad. Um, so what if we add Da Vinci? We we'd have to give him something something funny to do in the future. So would he have like silly putty or like a paint by numbers or what would or maybe he like like whitewashes his fence or something? Can yeah, he, you can, can he, you like, could put him on in one airplane? of those like paint night classes, like the wine yeah. and paint classes. Oh yeah, and Perfect. everybody's making like vase painting vases and he's painting the Mona Lisa too. Perfect. And then we do we do. Uh, somebody mentioned this earlier. We actually do grab Julius Caesar um, in our in our version, and then we make him go to the hospital and give a cesarean and give a C section. Cool. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Like, that would yeah, not be from, like, from the source. Way yeah. graphic mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Actually, believe it or not, uh, I'm I'm with Beethoven, to tell you the truth. In I, what get, way? I get Beethoven. I just, I get them bringing Beethoven. Yeah. Nah, no, that was Beethoven. fun. Yeah, I agree. That was fun. Somebody you could, I, that is like a performer, you know, that you can have some, have him do something. And I, I think that's cool. Amadeus before, before Ludwig, but it's just more colorful, exciting personality. Uh, I w- but also, Beethoven. When I was a kid watching this movie, I was convinced there was some like performance actor sitting at all those pianos playing the song that is playing in the background of this scene. It's not even piano. No, it's it's <laughs> literally it's guitar. If you watch the subtitles, it goes open parentheses, guitar solo plays, close parentheses. 
I was really dumb, it turns out. <laughs> I do want to talk about the music for a second, because mm-hmm. the thing that has always blown me about this movie is when they go forward in time, and they're sorry, like- Sorry, I'm so sorry, Ethan. Is there another way you can phrase that? <laughs> yeah. versus, versus the thing that's always blown me about this movie, is there is there a different way you can- uh, <laughs> The thing that has always uh, freaked Sucked my being, <laughs> blown thank my you, mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> blown, it's some, I was I was landing somewhere between blow my mind and blown me away, mm-hmm. and I don't know. No, we heard, we heard. But that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you heard what happened. And that thing is that they go to the future and they they keep He's talking about how radical early. the music is that plays there, and it's just some like ambient like instrumental like Brian Eno type sound. No, I think they're onto something here. This is very clearly a nod to what Miles Davis did to Bebop, where they are going from like crazy shred metal to like, oh, the key to rep metal and rock and roll is mellow. That's exactly why they are able to bring the world to peace, because Miles Davis couldn't do it with jazz. Mm-hmm. This is a dig at Miles Davis. I do think the moment when they arrive in that sort of um, <laughs> that cave with the floating people, whatever music they're playing is totally like the worst music to be playing. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's such it's such a disconnect. So there's two moments. Uh, there's I'm sure there's many more, but there's two moments I caught where I was like, "Where's the line producer on that, or the continuity editor, or whoever makes that those decisions? Maybe director." But the music in that scene was so off base. And then there's also a scene when they're at high school about to be picked up by um, Alex's, uh, or what's his name? Who's who's who? Alex Winters, uh, Alex is... Winters is Bill and Keanu Reeves is Ted. Okay. So Bill S. Preston, Esquire. We're about to be Ted picked up. Theodore we're about... Logan. <laughs> we're about to be picked up. He can't be an Esquire. Uh, we're about to be picked up by Bill's uh, hot stepmom. <laughs> and in the background, you see two cheerleaders and they're doing pirouettes, which I... I don't know what high school you went to, but our cheerleaders didn't do pirouettes. What high school did you go to that had, I don't know, 1,500 people sit in in oral reports mm-hmm. for history class? Like, that is bonkers to me. <laughs> We're doing our oral reports. You get the stage in the auditorium. Also, you don't yeah. stand we, at the front of the class. We are led to believe that he, he said one to three. We're led to believe that everybody in that <laughs> auditorium got a report done in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Also that they Not got a, a chance. Gra- they got a grade back that night. Come on. I think it was well, I, I mean that's that's one just, of those there things. There's no paper. Like, it's just the report. Like it's just the <laughs> presentation. Right. Like yeah, th- but at that point you get these these famous historical figures and you disappear in a telephone booth like for production value alone you get your A+. Like, I do like the, the the main sort of conflict in this movie, uh, maybe not main, but one of the driving forces of this entire uh, quote unquote plot is that uh, Ted's dad, the minute after Ted's done with his presentation, is going to ship him off to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> they send him to Oates Military Academy, a thing they mentioned so by dumb. name like seven times. Oh, like sleep on that plot. Like, that's so dumb. This movie's I bad. Also, well, and the, the primary conflict the is Ted's watch, if, right? Like, they have to get back before the thing starts. Yeah. And then literally, they're like, we got plenty of time. And then Rufus is like, Ted, you didn't wind your watch. And he's like, I'll remind myself again. <laughs> I think what bothers me the most, bothers me, I appreciate the most, I don't know. If if Ted Theodore Logan goes to military academy for his senior year of high school, him and Bill will be reunited in, like, eight months. Mm-hmm. It is not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill wouldn't have learned to play guitar in that time at all. Nobody would have learned to play guitar in that time. That's what time. I'm saying. <laughs> have you guys seen the um, the sequel? Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, I have. Yeah. Is it, where they, is where they it, play games with death. Is it better, worse, or about the same? 
Here's my it thing. It's way worse. Here's my it thing. Is it's way, it's, way it's total worse. trash. I I got it on DVD with a pizza when I was a kid. I did too. Like, it came with a Pizza Hut pizza and a mixtape. It came with a Pizza Hut pizza. They just like taped the DVD of <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which by the way came out in 1991, a full 24 months before I was born. And in like, I don't know, it was a DVD, so 2001, 2002 maybe, maybe. They were strapping this bench to some Pizza Hut pizzas. Uh, they used to have this thing where you could order from Pizza Hut and you could like give them the name of three songs and they would like make a CD for you with those songs. What? My mom would do it. And in her minivan, she would have like Mary's Pizza Hut playlist. And it would just be like this CD of 12 songs that came with pizzas that we ordered. Was this national or was this just in your city? Because <laughs> I have to. I think this is This national. is one of those things no. that like I wasn't entirely sure happened until Tyler agreed with me. So. <laughs> So all of so Pizza Huts across the nation were were booting up LimeWire and downloading three tracks per customer. So Aaron's our age. Ask her if she remembers this. Oh, oh I I will ask her. I'll ask Aaron Keefe. Um, yeah, because that she's our age. She would remember that if anybody around you would remember that. That seems no, insane. In, Ch in Chicago, are you allowed to go to Pizza Hut, or is it like it's there but it's kind of like against the law? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge, uh, having lived here for over 10 years, there's one Pizza Hut in the entire... Uh <sighs> like Chicago proper because here's the thing is a lot of times right. a lot of times I'll travel I'll go to Nashville or something and I'll be like I'm from Chicago and they're like oh I used to live in Chicago and I'm like oh what neighborhood I, I'm in Logan Square and they're like oh I'm in I'm in Skokie or I'm in whatever Beverly in, in, a, like, in a non Chicago city right yeah 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 um, so I, I believe in in Chicago proper I think there's only one Pizza Hut and it's, it's a little bit down the street for me but it is here's the thing uh, deep dish pizza sucks deep oh deep dish everyone comes and they're like all right baby let's get some deep dish Deep dish pizza is terrible. It's like a casserole. It's like a, it's it's a gut it's bomb. It's handheld damn lasagna. Like yeah. it is literally it's soggy. Yeah. yeah, it's soggy. We do have. I will say we have some of the best pizza in, in that I've ever had. Uh, best pizza in America, but a lot of it is either pan or like uh, Italian style or, or um, Neapolitan or whatever that might be, or even New York slice. Like New York has much better pizza than us. Sorry, Chicago. Is, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put that on a soundbite and blast it oh, no. through the streets, man. Like I um, I was so disappointed by my deep dish experience. Oh yeah. Deep dish sucks. Uh, we got we got Giordano's. Giordano's? Yeah, Giordano's, Giordano's, yeah. 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 The big ones are like Gino's East, Giordano's, Lou Malnati's. Ugh, meh. Next time you go to Chicago, hit me up and I'll send you in the right in the right spots. What's Perfect. the what is Roanoke known for food wise? So Chicago's like Italian beef and pizza. What's uh, yeah? I, I still have yet to go to Portillo's. It's been uh, it's been Portillo's. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Portillo's is most, Portillo's is tasty. Yeah, yeah, most American restaurants in Roanoke, like the higher end ones, have a off the chain shrimp and grits. Mm. It yeah. is also anywhere that serves you a burger will put pimento cheese on it. Yes, uh, pimento burger is big. Yep, that's wild. Okay, I'm it listening. Like, it is like a staple around here. We have a lot of great food in this town. It's it's the kind of place where like the chain restaurants exist. Like there's one spot where we kind of let them happen over yeah. by the mall and the airport. And it's like you could put your, your TGI Fridays and your, I think the Fridays actually went out of business. You put your Red Robin and your Carrabba's and all that garbage um, over there. But the rest of the town is like pretty much just sort of mom and pop places. 
that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's very cool. It is phenomenal. It is this hilarious problem though, where the food just about everywhere you go is very very good. The service is garbage. Everywhere you go, it's absolute is trash. Absolutely terrible. Wait, isn't Virginia is Virginia considered the South? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Southern Gosh, hospitality I mean, is dead. Oh no, it's it's. Uh, not a hospitality thing. They're just, they're slow. They're like, here's what it, take it. In there's my, no pressure in my mind's eye. Here's so what's, what's like a, a mom and pop place in Roanoke. That's pop. That's popular. Any, uh, I'm trying to think of what, uh, let's go McAdoo's. Yeah. McAdoo's. Yeah. Oh so my he, God. That's the worst offender though. In my mind's eye. Here's what I picture. If I, if I were to go to Roanoke, Virginia, go to McAdoo's, here's what I would picture just based on what I've seen in movies and TVs and read is that I would sit down in some sort of like uh, table. That's like handcrafted hundred years old, this beautiful white tablecloth. Uh, a gentleman on a horse would ride up to me and he would say, uh, I do declare my name is uh, whatever. And then he would hand me uh, a menu painted by his mom. Um, and then the Civil you're, War. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking there, there of Charleston, are plenty South of Carolina. Like that. Yeah, there are plenty of places like that around here. Um, we're about, I mean, we're, we're 45 minutes from North Carolina at any given clip. Yeah. 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and then he takes so, back the order and then his grandma comes out uh, minutes later and she goes, I'm so sorry for the bother. And she gives me biscuits and whatever I ordered and a little kiss and tucks me into my seat. So there's, it's, it's like... Everything's a little bit more refined, like in the actual city. And the further uh-huh. you go out, you start to get crazy places like that. Like, um, you know, we live next door to the county where they filmed uh, like Moonshiners. What's that? What was that? Yes. There's okay. So the the county, one county south of us, is called Franklin County, Virginia, and it is the moonshine capital of the world. Like in Sunday school, they teach you God made sunshine, Daddy made moonshine. <laughs> yeah. Like that's awesome. that. <laughs> I want that shirt. Um, but it's, it it's exists. Not, you're, you've got you've got the accent all wrong. It is not like. It is much more hick. It is much more okay. like hill person than yeah. Okay. You're, so you're, you want to win the bourbon bowl. <laughs> yeah, you're much more Georgia, South Carolina. Okay, this is a lot more like uh, I, I don't even know how to, it's got more twang it's, to it's it. It's much twang. Yeah, you, you'd be like, you know, can I can I get a cheeseburger? And like, yo, you want a cheeseburger? You want a cheeseburger? You gonna come in here and ask me for a cheeseburger in my restaurant? You want my you know mama's famous cheeseburger? So, so what I'm hearing is Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, yes, but, but he's, like Larry's not Florida, far. Yeah, okay. not 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 far off base. We're in now, Larry, the we're in the little act, though. Like if you go any further west and further south, you get into the weird part of Virginia that's like completely surrounded by. There's like we have a little, a little tip underneath um, West Virginia and Kentucky and Tennessee and North Carolina. There's like a yeah. part where you can drive in all those states in like half an hour. And so it's yeah, the further you get away from us, the further you get into like. The proper hill country, like you know, I, I work in the mine. My daddy worked in the mine. My granddaddy worked in the mine. My great granddaddy died in the mine, oh, and no. I'll probably die in the mine. <laughs> my son goes to liberal arts college in New York City. <laughs> um, so we ain't heard much from John Junior, 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 Junior since he left for New York City. But I heard he's doing good things being an actor. <laughs> Um, oh, Canary's dead. His Gas leak. Be- um, <laughs> he lives with his best friend. They're just the best, nicest of guys. <laughs> is so Franklin County? Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, Franklin it, County. Like, yeah, did yeah. it used to be the Moonshine Capital, or it's or is Moonshine st- actively? So what actively, is? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a Midwesterner through and through. To me, Moonshine was something they did during Prohibition. Which was like they made their own little jugs of uh, spirits and then sold that with X's on the bottles, three X's, of course. Uh-huh. And then later you dump that uh-huh. out, you let Bugs Bunny play it with his lips. What is, is Moonshine like bathtub gin or like what's, what so is it's, Moonshine? It's, no, 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 imagine, no, no, no. Okay, imagine bourbon, right? Yeah. yeah. 
But instead of instead of letting it sit in a barrel and age yeah. and get all nice and smoky and, and warm and sweet and everything and, and letting it get a dark color, you instead pour it straight into an old Food Lion milk jug and then you drink it immediately at like 198 proof. So like 96% alcohol. I've it's unpalatable. And they'll put like... You, you get like, and they'll be like, "This is like, oh, you can get the get the good old white lightning, or you can get some of my apple pie moonshine, or my peach apple pie moonshine, or blueberry yeah, moonshine, yeah. or apple you moonshine, or strawberry pie? moonshine." Hold on, did peach. you say? Oh, peach. okay. I thought you said pizza pie. <laughs> yeah, get that pizza pie. You know that you know that Jake Owen song, the pizza pie moonshine. <laughs> but so that's what they'll a, that, do that, is that's some more right there. <laughs> Apple pie moonshine is literally white lightning moonshine. So like exactly what Bugs Bunny was, you, I mean, was you playing the jug. Stuff a piece of pie into the top At, of a milk jug. Right, and then there's and a then piece you of leave pie the pie in there for months, forever, and you let it sit, and then it it doesn't dilute at all. You just have then liquor that tastes like pie yeah and and then, so here's what you do is you buy like your white lightning and then you cut up a pineapple and you put it in there and then you bring that jar with the pineapple to like the parking lot of a dave matthews band concert oh, no. and then you eat the pineapple and that is like virginia culture right you take a because you'll get people that'll put like berries and stuff like blueberries blackberries in them and they'll eat like a blueberry and the blueberries it's essentially akin to taking like a shot of tequila just eating one blueberry drink an awful shot of tequila an Hol awful shot of tequila it tastes like garbage like uh. you poured lighter fluid <laughs> on a blueberry <laughs> pulling up pulling up to a dmb concert and drinking pie sounds like the most anti-addle thing i've ever heard <laughs> uh i have i have been i've tailgated more than a few dave matthews concerts and i've eaten more than a few moonshine pineapples mm. Well, I guess I have to try it. Whenever seen, I visit, I'll try it. You ever seen Remember the Titans? Oh, yeah. Okay, so imagine the white people in that movie, and that's the entire city. Okay. and that It's like anything anything happens, and they're just like, boycott TC, boycott the school. <laughs> yeah. They talk exactly like that, and like, I mean, that's in Virginia, but it's Northern Virginia that doesn't particularly look like that anymore. Do your- No, they're way more progressive yeah. up there. Do your parents have accents? No. My dad is a local newscaster, and he has been for 30 years, so he sounds like what somebody from Ohio would have sounded like 30 years ago. Ooh, what news station? Plug, plug, plug. WSLS 10, the local NBC affiliate. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my dad was Emmy from- Award. He won a Peabody. He did do Boom. that. Boom. That's a real journalism that. award. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, what does um, your what does your dad do, Ethan? Oh, uh, my dad uh <laughs> probably sucks butt. Man, this is awkward. <laughs> Catches crickets in the backyard. <laughs> uh in in uh my dad passed away about a year and a half ago, actually. Oh uh, no. This is good, this is the worst moment of my life. <laughs> you're good. Uh until until he, he was actually from uh from Queens in New York, so he, he never lost he picked up a few southernisms. Like he would No he, would, he didn't. No, he did. Some of them, a couple of them, because he would he would still have the accent, but he would say things. And he would be like, uh, he in, in his New York accent, I would ask him something. He'd be like, do what? And I'm like, that is a Southern thing you just said. Or he'd, he'd say like idea instead of idea. I am. Um, well, that's a New York thing too. Like, like my grandmother will take the R off of my name, but add it to all sorts of other words. So she'd be like, Toila. And then, but then she'd be like, I have no idea. So I don't know. Like Tina, my my aunt Tina. Yeah, that's wild. Is Tina Ethan? I'm truly sorry. Dude, there, you, no there's worries. A, there's a moment where where Tyler's talking about his dad, and then Ethan, I swear I heard you say my dad, and I was like, oh, he's about to say what his dad does. <laughs> I was and, just gonna say where my dad was from. Yeah, vis a vis the accent thing. Gotcha. No, but you're I was, fine. I was like, oh, was... then I'll I'll make a joke, and then you're like, oh no, I'm so sorry. I truly <laughs> no truly worries. sorry. No worries. Um. So so these so Bill and Ted have those accents. 
Have you ever met anyone with, I've never met anyone with like a California accent. I know someone from Phoenix, Arizona who talks like a Valley girl and she's lived in Phoenix her whole life. Um, but I've never met anyone with that sort of Bill and Ted or Wayne and, Wayne so and Garth. So I, I met one like, and literally he was like, so I was in Oakland last year. Um, Brag. Working on some music with some friends of mine uh, right outside San Francisco. And there was this one dude who was from Pasadena, I think, which is another like San Dimas. It's one of those non-LA, but in the LA Valley cities. I think that's where San Dimas is. I'm not sure. They talk about going to Disney Disneyland a lot, but um, and he he talked like that. He was just this dude that like worked in the music studio. Yeah. And so I think it was a little bit performative where he was like, oh, yeah, bro, like Pasadena's rad, dude. We all go down to Santa Monica every weekend, go surfing, just like cut some waves up, bro. And I was like, you suck. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to Google uh, Googling San Dimas to see where the hell that is. I'm just while you're Googling. I so Adel, I studied Christian philosophy in in our liberal arts college, but it was also like a public school in the coast of Virginia. I I don't know. Yeah, it's outside Los Angeles next Pomona. I was totally right. There Hell you yeah. go. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I just want to uh, chime in real quick to rescind something. Um, the most anti-adult thing I've ever heard is I went to college to study Christian philosophy. <laughs> okay, I went to college to study to study music. I ended up studying a little bit of Christian philosophy. Is I just wanted the bachelor. I just wanted the paper, man. Okay, and that stuff kind of made sense. They closed the philosophy factories like two thousand years ago. So. I'm good. I don't need to write books. <laughs> um, your pro- your so late like, professor was also an extremely chill dude. So Yes, he was an extremely chill dude. I dropped out of college for a semester and he sent me an email and he was like, hey, do you want to just like do your final presentation for this class you haven't been here for? And I was like, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do the reading. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I've been at home working. Uh, and he was like, all right, cool. If you want to do it, like, just let me know. You can like phone it in or whatever. I didn't do it, but I think he would have given me an A. I don't think I ever got anything lower than an A from that guy. Anyway, a lot of the people in that department have this weird sort of like Cali surfer bro thing because like they hike the AT, but they're also like super Christian, but like also they're like, you know, forward thinking. I don't know. A lot of those people had that kind of accent. Really? Oh, that's the other part of Roanoke as well. The Appalachian Trail does run right through here. So you get you get your fair amount of the crunchy folks that will come through yeah. and just like, what do you, you mean know, by wearing crunchy? their chacos and riding bikes. Gotcha, gotcha. I prefer the crunchy folks to oh, the Oh, definitely. Uh, than, the, than the super racist rednecks. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. when you get to talk to somebody with an open mind. My girlfriend, uh, my, I'm sorry, my fiance now. Her family uh, is in uh, Brattleboro, uh, Brattleboro, Vermont, and that's like all like aging hippie, crunchy, like yeah. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we own a home up in Vermont, and uh, we'll sometimes go up to Burlington, and that is like, oh my god, Burlington is like crunchy heaven, <laughs> dude. It is the best. It like you can't go anytime was... after like August third because then it's snowing. Yeah, but otherwise it's amazing. That sounds. Hello, Maddie. You've fantastic. been to Portland. I have not been. To, I've been to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle was crunchy heaven. Yeah, we went also. to Seattle for PodCon. That was about it. Yeah. So let's, I want to do a little experiment. I, I love, I can't do a lot of accents, but I love accents. Like I love just, uh, if, if there's some book out there, please somebody let me know about it. But I love like the, um, what is it like transatlantic accent, which was like, uh, just made up for movies. It's like that Catherine Hepburn, like, Hey there, how about, how are you doing today? Good to see you. Like that's, that was oh, just yeah, like, the movie yeah, star. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, like, yeah. Where, where it's like, that wasn't from anywhere. They just like made it up for movies. Um, but the, the I, literal Aaron Keefe voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coco Cashmere. What's the big idea? Um, God. 
here's what I want to do. So, and we'll maybe we'll go we'll, we'll go around the three of us. Let's each do uh, a Bill and Ted line. Say a line as Bill and Ted, and it can be the same line. We don't have to distinguish or something. Um, so I'll say party on, dude, and it can be yep. any line at all. Go for it, T. Uh, shut up, Ted. We are about to fail this class in a very non-triumphant way. Great. Now, <laughs> now I want us to each say a line as as Wayne or Garth. Um, Whoa, totally. <laughs> Great. Uh, wait, a okay. line from Bill and Ted, or a, a, like a just, just, just something. Just in anything. There. At all. So it could even be like, I forgot to buy eggs. <laughs> Wayne's World. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> if you're gonna spew, spew into this. And now here's the third one, which I'm just realizing is the same is the same thing. Now say a line as Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, if you if you hadn't told me that was the same thing, <laughs> I would, I would have no yeah. way of knowing. Those three voices, if you if you sh- like overlap them, it's the exact same intonation and tone and effort. I, I feel like the Ninja Turtles are much more like. Uh, be like more lively about it well because they're fighters so yeah of those three properties ninja turtles absolutely came first in terms of the comics but i don't know if the comics originally had them selling like sandy uh sounding they like had to have. surfer like, bros they, they had to be they had to be written in such a way that that was the obvious move yeah like because if you're saying cowabunga like that's an immediate like yeah. that leads you down that road no matter there's nowhere you can go from there but it is interesting, you know, Splinter got some ooze on him. He was a rat. He turned into a giant rat. He mimicked his master's movements and voice pattern. And then four baby turtles get oozed and suddenly they're California surfers. This is the hard-hitting news your dad should be reporting, Tyler. Please send <laughs> This is know. the most I've ever known about yeah. Ninja Turtles is being told to me right now. <laughs> I've never watched like, a single minute of the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Really? Here's the thing. I think it oh, just you're missing out, Ethan. I think it just stopped being a thing like before I was watching TV, and I don't have any older brothers. Yeah, it's so, like nobody brought it down for me. When I yeah, so so I was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action film came out in 1990, and I I just want to bring this point up really quickly. Because that was like one year later from Bill and Ted, and it made an extra hundred and sixty-two million dollars. I believe it. Yeah. So Ninja Turtles nineteen ninety, Bill and Ted ninety one, uh, Wayne's World ninety two. No, Bill and Ted was eighty nine, and then oh eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, Bill and Ted two was ninety one. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, I so every this floats around every, every now and then. They're like, what was the number one movie on the day you were born? And mine sucks so much because it's Ninja Turtles 3. Like, the one where they go back to the Old West. Like, they do the Back to the Future thing or whatever. Is that Turtles maybe not, in Time? Maybe it's not the Old West. Maybe it's too... I don't remember. Oh, back to the Future 3. Yeah, that's um with... Uh, yes, 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 yes. With, uh, back to the Future 3 was the one where they went to the Old West. I might be mixing them up. Hang on. I've never seen any of the Ninja Turtles movies. No. So. Sorry. Back to the Future 3 is absolutely the Old West one. And it's the one yes. with... um I forget Ted Danson's wife's name. Um, no, but Ninja Turtles Mrs. 3. Mrs. Danson. Oh, Ninja Turtles 3 was that's the one it, where they it. went Mrs. to old, old school Japan. <laughs> yeah, they went to like feudal Japan and they were samurais. But the, the, the tagline is, the turtles are back in time. And so there was like a thing that was like the, the tagline for the movie that was number one on your birthday is, is how your, you know, year is going to go or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> mine is very turtle centric, like specifically turtle related. <laughs> the, the quote from uh, the number one movie, the quote from the number one movie when I was born was, uh, 
<laughs> oh boy, it's a birth of a nation. Of course, I was born in 1907. So like, yeah, I was going to say, so you're like a hundred something. <laughs> <laughs> On Golden Pond, one more time. <laughs> what was the number one movie when you were born? Is that a factoid you have in your head? I don't know. I I was born June 1st, 1982. I don't know. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know what it would have been. I, I, my first thought is like Big Chill, but I think that was like 86 or something. No, I can find out. I got it right okay. here. Yeah. Uh, June 1st, it would have been opening that. No, sorry. Top of the box office would have been Rocky 3. Ooh. Not the ideal Star Rocky Trek movie. Or Star Trek 2, but... The Wrath of Khan. No. Rocky 3 is the rematch with Apollo? Sure. No. Wait. No. 2 is a rematch That's... with Apollo. 3 is, four three is... is Drago. Yeah, 3 is not three? Drago. Oh, 3 is um, Mr. T? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And Hulk uh, bro, Hogan as uh, Thunderlips. I'm, I'm here to tell you, you landed about as good as you possibly could have. Theoretically, so you you you, uh, you missed ET by mm. a couple weeks, Nerds. just like a, literally a couple weeks. But you also missed Porky's by a couple weeks on the other end. So <laughs> oh, I think you're doing all right. Actually, on Golden Pond uh, was very close. That was that was uh, January 24th, 82. Okay, so, so you were so very pretty close. close. Pretty close. I know the number one song was. Uh, when I was born was Jay Giles band Angel is a Centerfold. There you go. Yeah. I, there you go. Mine was Informer by Snow. <laughs> oh, no. That's a, again, that's a fact that's just banging around in my head at all times. Tyler, what's your birthday? December 1st, 92. Uh, so the number one movie was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, mm-hmm. the, the one that made our president a movie star. Mm-hmm. And the number one song was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, Bodyguard. Yeah. Man. Hey! You did so. You had so much better than "Informer" by Snow, which is apparently a number one single. I was very close to "End of the Road" by Boys to Men. Oh man, which, how good would that? That would have been, been incredible. That's a good I one. Know. That's a good one. But yeah, oh, me and I, I will always love you. Oh why? man, no, go ahead. I was going to ask, why is this podcast called Bacon and Eggs? It's a good question. I was just thinking that. Do you want the real answer? Or do you just because want like that joke to end right there? I want the real answer because I, when you reached out, you're like, hey. Uh, I, I have this podcast, Bacon and Eggs. We'd like to have you on. And I was like, ooh. Uh, I literally was like, ooh, a breakfast podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the the idea was... Uh, originally this show was spawned from... We knew we wanted to do a podcast because in college we did like a college radio show at our liberal arts college in the coast of Virginia. Um, and we had 50 people listen one time. Ooh. That was a lot. Congratulations. Was a ton, okay. The website that, only held. Yeah, that actually 50 broke people. the web server that we were <laughs> yeah. that it was hosted on. So. Congratulations. Um so we had this radio show and we did it from nine to eleven on Tuesday nights, and we did it formatted like a breakfast show. Yeah, like a drive um, time like breakfast a, show. Yeah. So we had a local show in Roanoke called The Breakfast Club, and it was, you know, they did like trivia and games and pop music. And that's pretty much exactly what we did, but we did it at nighttime. And we called it Bro Time with TNE, and it was like <laughs> sort of frat themed because we were in a fraternity that was not that kind of fraternity in the slightest thank you for not uh, thank you for not naming it bro time with et that would have been uh that would have been so good are to- you kidding totally me? different show <laughs> I, I never never in our entire friendship has my name been allowed to come first not once well et would have been awkward ethan et is like the worst video game ever uh and then our senior year, we like we took like a semester off because I took a semester off of college, and we came back. We came back from ten to midnight, and we instead of calling it bird time, gave it like an actual breakfast theme name, and we called it bacon and eggs with T and E. Uh, and that was like your your drive to work 
from 10 to midnight. Did you guys uh, did you guys have radio voices? Like were you like a zoo crew with like buttons and stuff? No, sadly. We had the buttons but we did not know and We did not know how to them. use them. Did you or- have did you have nicknames like the you know like the jester welcome back to bro time with tyler and the dog can we just no can we just do two minutes can we resurrect (laughs) can we resurrect bro time with t and e and and just for two minutes and just maybe hit me with that hard hard zoo zoo radio uh energy and then uh you can bring me on as a guest do do you have a do you have a nickname you want to go by I want to go as the peanuts. Okay, perfect. Tell Nathan, her. I'm listening to the background music that we would have used at the time to sort of get myself oh, in the Fox zone. Oh, Vox Populi by 30 Seconds to Mars? No, 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 like the like the talking music. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the, the like vitamin string quartet, <laughs> biggest hits, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to enter the show? No, go for it. I feel like we would have had this conversation before like the song ended. It would be like, do you want to start? Do no, you, you, you got it, you got it. Uh, Hello, captains, and welcome back to Bro Time with T and E. I am your host T, and I'm joined always with E. That so- was <laughs> that was uh, uh, "Beautiful Girls" by Bayside of Pump Goes Pop Volume Two. Here we are back with all the latest news from across campus. Ethan, what do you got for me? Oh, so we're we're bringing you today here from the Alpha Phi Polar Plunge. We got some <laughs> some girls that decided they were going to jump in the freezing cold river. And here to tell us about that, we got, as always, the Peanut. Hey, thanks, guys. It's Peanut on the scene, as always. And I'm out here <laughs> by the pool. We got some wild, wacky times happening. Seems like somebody put an inner tube on top of the dorm. So we're trying to get that down. There seems to be a lot of birds out on campus today. And, yes, we got some wild and wet ladies slipping and sliding around on an alligator crocodile mile, whatever those are called. Quick. Back to you, boys. <laughs> The, the peanut, real quick. Give us a give us an update on the campus squirrels, man. How are the squirrels squirreling today? As you know, Christopher Newport University, known for its particularly voqua- loquacious squirrels. They love to come up and talk to people. Yeah, real chatty squirrels, real chatty, chatty squirrels. As you both know, nothing you could do could take me away from my squirrels, because I love those squirrels. They're uh, doing well, right? They, uh, there has been a little bit of deforestation in the area, so they are uh, getting aggressive because they need new homes. So if you see a squirrel on campus, make sure you call local security, because they will come at you and bite your throat. Back to you, boys. And just remember, listeners, next week, they're painting the grass on the Great Lawn green again, so make sure you stay off the grass or you're shoes are going to turn green because they're painting it to make sure it's green in December. Is that a real thing? Oh, that was a thing. Our no, it's not did. a real thing. Yes, it is a real thing. It's not Tyler. a real thing. It was. Okay. No, so it, it was fertilizer <sighs> for the grass that just happened to dye it green. I think that makes perfect sense to me. I, w- I can't remember. What- but yeah, that, that's, we had we had immaculate perfect lawns year round this is a college that was very 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 high on its own opinion of itself and like own a special like uh especially uh they they wanted it to look nice always like they took the 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 buildings at uva the university of virginia it's been around for like 300 years and just were like we're gonna copy that but in 19 or in 2014 so it was just it was green all year wild i think i uh, was reading something or listening to something where someone was talking about their i think it was in russia their their dad was a uh officer in like the russian military and his job for years was just to paint grass green so that it gave off if 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 tourists or whoever were to see it it gave off the impression that they were like well off like russia was doing well and like there was beautiful grass to be seen but to be fair 
If you have paint the grass green kind of expendable income, you're probably doing pretty good. I don't think they were paid. <laughs> right. But like, here's my thing is that grass is permitted to be dead. For most of the school time of year is the problem. Like, the part of the year where we go to school is largely filled with winter. Mm -hmm. So this was the problem with our college is that we went, we're from the mountains in Virginia. Ma Virginia has, like, mountain, flatland, river, like, fault line where the capital is, and then, like, coast. And we are from the mountains and we went to, like, coast college. We were, like, a 20-minute drive from Virginia Beach. Well, that was exaggerated in our tours anyway. It was probably more of an hour-long drive to the <laughs> beach. But either way... Uh, I did not realize until three months into my freshman year of college that you are never in college at the summertime when it is awesome to when go to the beach. When you want to go to the beach, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ever. That's how they get so, you. Oh. That's how they get you right there, is the, is the beach college And, like, thing. Virginia is far enough north that the water in Virginia Beach is nice for, like, maybe the second half of June and all of August. Mm -hmm. Or second half of July and all of August. Other than that, it's cold. It's always cold. It's the, the you know, it's the mid-Atlantic. Like, it, it isn't, we're not in Florida here. It gets cold. It snows. Chicago has uh, the worst winters anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think it helps you. I think there's something about it where it builds character. I know this is like the most annoying answer, but I feel like wow. it. <laughs> you sound wow. like every person yeah. I've ever like spoken to from Philadelphia. It builds character <laughs> and it also helps you appreciate what you have. Because I have friends who live in LA and it's just gorgeous weather all the time. And they're like, I have no sense of time. It's it's hard to tell how long I've been here. The seasons are just the same. Um, so that must be nice. But also, I, I don't know. I kind of, I like having snow. I like being able to layer up. I would rather be, I would rather be incredibly cold than be incredibly hot. Because you can, you can always layer, but you can only take off so much. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in cold as cold as you get in Chicago in yeah. January, like ever. Um, but we, we have a pretty wide working range of temperature here in Virginia. Like, it doesn't get as hot as it does in Texas. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get as cold as it does in Minnesota. But, like, it does. It does get hot. It does And it does both. get cold. And so, like, negative five is still pretty cold. And, like, 105 is still pretty fortnight warm. So that's kind of where we, where we sit. I was just spitballing about... Um, this whole time I've been spitballing of other people I could grab from history, a la Bill and Ted. <laughs> and I literally had a moment where I was like, why didn't they get Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I want to teach our history class. And then I realized that Dracula isn't real based on Vlad Tepes, who, but it, but uh, who is real, but Dracula is not real. And then I realized they also did that and it was called Monster Squad. Monster Squad. I, I do not know this movie at all. <laughs> you don't know Monster Squad? No. It's, no, it's like a group of kids, and they Monster they Squad. run into Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, and it's like a epic little journey in their town. It's very 1987. Good. Look at that. Yeah, you should watch that at some point. And if hold on, okay, so wait a minute. When who does Owen Wilson play in Night at the Museum? Is that Billy the Kid? He plays. Um, oh. is he Wyatt Earp? I don't know who he plays. Can we? Um, or is he just like generic cowboy? We, yeah, we have to get Google. to the bottom. I think he's generic cowboy, and Steve Coogan is like generic um roman 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 legionary whatever steve coogan man what a guy that the alan partridge series is some of the funny stuff out there oh incredible yeah yeah but he also famously introduced owen wilson to cocaine or maybe or maybe that was vice versa i think oh, i think coogan introduced it to, to owen wilson he plays uh owen wilson owen wilson there's so many people in these movies I love those movies. Who was... I'm very scared to revisit as like an adult who oh, watches same. movies regularly, though. Why is Owen Wilson not listed on the top cast on IMDb? That is what, very wild to what me. What was Jesse James known for? Was he like just the... He was a, cr yeah, a crook, like a criminal, okay. like a gunfighting criminal. Like he had his gang. Where is Owen Wilson on this? Al Capone would make a great Billy the Kid Oh, mm -hmm. they should have got Capone. That's a fun one. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's a great uh, one. 
whom else? Yeah, Owen Wilson is generic cowboy named Jedediah. Jedediah. I did know his name was Jed, now that you say that. He's the last billed person on IMDb, which is interesting. Uncredited Owen Wilson is in that I, movie. I feel like he was in the preview more than Ben Stiller. <laughs> He was hot right then. That was it. That was uh, Owen Wilson's time. I do want to. I do want to drag it back to Bill and Ted here for two seconds because I want to talk about something real quick. The the Bill and Ted threequel that's about to come out, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, is somehow not the one where they like fight death and win like that's what the no, plot they, of bill and ted's bogus journey is but like if you're talking about bill and ted face the music like that's the one where they die right like that would be the one about death about the grim reaper to me no, the grim reaper is in it yeah face the music but like face the music sounds like it's a trolls movie uh i know in the in the trailer or a jack black film here's here's what we can glean from the trailer they go before the council and they the council says something. They have to write the song. So they, they've apparently fallen off. Wild Stallions are not popular. They said they played a concert in front of the entire world and now their last concert two days ago or two weeks ago, they played in front of 40 people. So I guess they have to like get their groove back and I think they still have to write their song that's, that's going to like save humanity. Yeah, the song that, that allegedly saves humanity in the like in the fiction of the movie that we get here. Rufus is like, your music saved the world, bros. So they go to the- Yeah, how are they going to get Rufus? is back that's what i want yeah so they go to the future to try and steal the song from themselves but when they go to the future we see the two of them in prison with in like the most cartoonishly large muscle suits ever and that's where the trailer ends yeah, it was a wild trailer for sure i have it no idea like bad. what the movie it is looks gonna like, be like the worst film in the series it looks like it's, it's gotta that's, be that's gotta be hard to top that's when you guys said the sequel is way worse than the original i can't even fathom what that would look like oh the sequel is like tv movie quality compared uh, to this like it is bad because this original one's real bad. I I, mean, I was genuinely shocked by how bad this. this movie was when I watched it I last night. I was genuinely shocked by how much I enjoyed it. I really do feel this way. I was like, wow, this was still really good. Held up just as well as I could have expected. What What were your peaks? What were your favorite moments, Tyler? I like the part where he keeps telling him to shut up because he keeps like hitting on the mom. I think that's just top tier comedy. Oh, I had something to say. I think this movie spawned a whole genre of porn. Definitely. You might be right. <laughs> yeah. I think before <laughs> Bill and Ted, they weren't making stepmom porn. All of a sudden, <laughs> bingo, bango, hot to ta to steal a phrase from Aaron Keefe, they're making stepmom porn. I you, mean, you might be right. I don't know what the general porn scene was like in the early 90s. <laughs> But I don't think it included stepmom porn. I don't think it did either. I think they I, invented it. I'm going to go ahead and credit. Uh, let's officially. I'm not want to hear anything else about it. I'm officially decreeing Bill and Ted's <laughs> excellent adventure gave birth to stepmom porn. Granted. Great. Thank you. Yeah, you, you can have that one. That, uh, is, that is your your patent right there. Your mark uh, on the world. Tyler, what were some of your other favorite moments? Uh, I like that there's a phone booth. I think it's so funny. If you like read the trivia on the film, they were like, we can't use a car because Back to the Future did a car. But, like, at this point, Doctor Who had been around for, like, 25 years, and they didn't even, like, consider that that was a time-traveling phone booth. Uh, so I thought that was really funny. That was just, like, sort of, like, a meta thing for me. Um, I like how Lincoln does the, like, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes! I don't know. This is just, like, it just really hit me in the childhood. This was a film that did live in my mom's minivan. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, part of the love was that, like... Every trip to Kroger, I would get to watch seven minutes of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I can tell you, there. this is a movie that I have quoted one specific line from more than almost any other movie, is because I can't get out of my head. Every time I drive past a Circle K, I'm like, I just yes. say to myself, like, there are strange things afoot at the Circle K. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because Circle K, not in Virginia. Oh, it totally is, yeah. Okay, there was a Circle K, Roanoke. like, next to my office. And when I lived, uh, when I worked in Yorktown. Well, it's not So, like, here. every single day, I would drive by it and be like, there are strange things afoot at the Circle K. Every day. <laughs> Every time I drive through Ohio, nothing but Circle K's. 
Tyler, I have to ask, when you were first, so you grew up with this movie, which like I said, if, if you grew up with it, I, I imagine you do hold, hold it near and dear. Did this movie mm-hmm. make you listen to Van Halen? Actually, no. There's okay. no Van uh, Halen music in this movie. Because I have to, if, if I was a kid, little Adel, if I was like between seven and 12 and saw this, I would immediately be like, what's Van Halen? It's on his shirt. They talk about it constantly. And the next thing I would do is like bug my mom to take me to Coconuts and buy some Van Halen. What so, in God's interesting name is fact coconuts? about Van Halen? I have no idea what coconuts <laughs> is. You guys, you guys are so young. Coconuts is an old uh, music store. I think we're not that young, man. I think you might be getting older. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I have a kid, right? Yeah. Like I'm not like a child. <laughs> My body's 38, but mentally I'm 94. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, so Van Halen, I definitely, when I was watching this as a kid, like straight up didn't know who Van Halen was, but then I got, Ethan and I went to our very first concert in seventh grade, which was an Eddie Van Halen concert. It was concert. ninth grade and it was not my first concert. It was my first concert. It was concert, your first concert. And it yeah. was, it was seventh grade. It was ninth grade. We were in, no we were in high school. Yeah. Cause I got detention that same day. Nice. Yeah. Well done. Yep. Um, you were such a troublemaker. You uh, literally somebody else in the hallway said the word Fortnite, and a teacher turned around and was like, that was you. And I was like, it wasn't. She She's like, do you think I'm stupid? I saw you say it. And I'm like, I didn't, though. She's like, you're going to get detention. I'm like, I don't care. Fine. <laughs> I will do my homework in detention and then play Tony Hawk when I get home. It's fine. <laughs> you know, honestly, you're giving me a desk. I don't have one in my room at home. Right. This like, is kind of great. I, I'm left-handed. I can steal a lefty desk. It's great. <laughs> this is fine. And then we went to see Van Halen that night in Charlottesville. It was dope. Great. Now I want to play Tony Hawk. I'm very excited about the new Tony Hawk coming out. I'm more excited about the new Tony Hawk coming out than I am about uh, the new Bill and Ted coming out. (laughs) Here's okay. I, I, I thought about some more. Here's who, here's who I would pick. We got to have Einstein. Einstein got the wild. Ooh, Einstein, Einstein got the wild yeah. hair. He got the funny voice. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, that's a very good one. And and here's and of, of course every time we mention who we would bring, we have to have a funny moment for them, and because that's what they do in this movie. Right. Once. So we would have Einstein. We'd pick him up, and he'd be working on a bomb or something. And then we bring him to the present day, and he's looking through like uh, our record collection or our CD collection or our iTunes, whatever it is. And he goes, E equals MC Hammer. And he turns towards the camera and gives a little wink. Uh, audience loves that. We all love that. We go nuts for Einstein. We got to have Billy Shakespeare. We grab him. Uh, yeah. What's his thing? Um, he uh, he gets handed. Uh, he wa- He's watching The Bachelor. And The Bachelor has a rose for someone. And he goes, a rose by any other name is The Bachelor. And we love that. Um, we have to have Amelia Earhart. <laughs> That's our one female. Uh, she's got she's got her her little pilot hat cap and her goggles, and she's she's driving the van for some reason because there's a wild chase, and she's using ways, and she's like I'm lost, and that's a big funny thing because that's how she died. Who else? Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have Gandhi. Uh, what about like ha- what about like Tesla? A Tesla would be good. Tesla would be good, but then you have to have Edison, and they have to have a big beef. Um, also, David Bowie no longer alive to play Nikola Tesla, which exactly. is just you can't you can't have that movie without David Bowie. <laughs> One of the greatest casting choices of all time, The Prestige. We also have Gandhi, and his big thing is like he goes to a buffet and he's like, "No, really, I couldn't," and that's real funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that one got me for sure. That one got me. Jesus Christ! Oh, we that's gotta, a good one. Oh, we gotta have Jesus. We get Jesus. I see. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Is Jesus yeah. right? And there's is it like he goes for a nap and then like when they come back he's just not yeah. there. <laughs> he yeah he gets there on Easter and that's funny because he's like what's what's this have to do with eggs? And then somebody's wearing a cross around their neck and he's like why would you wear that on your neck? That's how I died. And that's real funny. He snatches that off their neck and he's pissed. 
I think I think I think we got it. I think that's I, especially good. if you're All gonna right. if you're gonna go to a mall, you can have Jesus go to like the middle of the mall, like jewelry store, and buy like you know one of those big gold chains of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, I got it. No, I'm so sorry. One more thing, and no, one you, more thing, and then I'll, I'll shut yeah. up. Uh, keeping in the vein of this, the vibe of this movie and the tone and the musicality, Jesus, Jesus comes to uh, Bill and Ted, and they take. They take them. Uh, they take him to a concert, and the concerts. There's like a mosh pit, and all these people pass out because there's all this moshing going on. And then the band starts to like try and help, but then they fall down and they get hurt. And then Jesus picks up the band and heals them and makes them okay. The band happens to be Def Leppard, uh, and he heals the leopards. Oh, look at that, Def Leppard. <laughs> That was a long walk for not a lot of meal. <laughs> oh, man. This is great. Jesus knows a lot about I that. I would have taken any of these over Billy the Kid. Any of them. What's wild but, is they went to England and didn't even get anybody. That's that, I was thinking the same thing. Is no. that like they went to get the princesses and then didn't bring them with they them. They were like, this must be King Edward's castle. And I'm like, that's a lot of assumptions, guys. <laughs> and that's all, a lot of assumptions. When they went to England, all I want to see, and maybe this is because I grew up with like Indiana Jones, all I wanted to see was a knight come out and like swing a sword and it's like, uh-oh, this is like a night and we're in trouble. And, and he Billy does, the Kid shoots him. He does all this stuff. Billy Kid shoots him. And we're like, yes, that was awesome. Billy Kid finally pulls his weight. But we didn't even get that. Billy Kid just rode rode the horses. Or maybe Socrates rode them. Yeah, uh, yeah Socrates drove, but they, they both got them. Uh, they both played the executioners, did the thing with the, uh, the axes. Mm-hmm. Really, they went to England for no reason other than to find the babes. Yeah. <laughs> and they could have found those babes literally anywhere in any time period. They were uprooted. we at the ends. I my eyes started to, to glaze over at the end there. At the at the <laughs> and I was like looking at the wall because I'm like this is better. At the ends, the, at the end, those two princesses are uprooted and now just live in modern day. Right? They're in the band. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. How are they ever going to acclimate to current society? They're looking to learn to play guitar. I mean, they're 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 pretty white girls. They'll be okay. <laughs> But they're used Sandinus, man. They're used to growing up as uh, princesses. Like, there's a whole movie about. That. Have you seen Encino Man? That's fair. I have seen Encino Man. I once went to a bar in uh, or a restaurant in, in L.A. The first time I went to L.A., I went to a, a restaurant and it was Polly Shore at the end of the bar talking to like what looked to be like a 19 year old woman. It was very sad. I don't I'm think sorry, I could. You pick- went to a bar in L.A. and you walked in and Polly Shore was just there. <laughs> He was just I don't think the, I could pick Polly Shore out of a lineup of one. I it was you could tell when you, you you may not think you can, but the minute you see Polly Shore, you know you know who it is. Yeah, I feel like that's true. What happened? To, does he, uh, is he? What's okay? Here's oh yeah, I could definitely recognize. I I didn't know who that was. Who's near? I, I know his name, but I don't think I've ever pointed him out. So I looked up like the trivia facts on IMDb, and there's a bunch of stuff that mentioned Polly Shore for this movie where they're like he tried he like petitioned to be in this, like he was he was pushing hard where he's like this is my whole persona i should be in this what is the last movie paulie shore was in oh um i i can't i mean he was in um you know what's odd usually when somebody asks this question the answer is rio 2 <laughs> a lot of people were in rio 2. the animated parrot movie uh, that's the, the very same that's wild yeah uh, uh, it looks like he last... was in the adam sandler movie sandy wexler in 2017 okay there we go as as oh i, don't... I had no idea i don't see that Oh, there it is. Um, As a testimonial. Oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, last <sighs> film. Jeez, last t- like non-TV movie. Then uh, he played he played Polly uh, Shore in the movie Adopted. 
<laughs> it was in 2009. Yeah. It was opposite day. Did you guys- Robert Benson. I mean, you, you guys are 10 years younger than me. Did you grow up watching Polly Shore at all? Did you know who no, Polly Shore was? I've never okay. seen Encino Man. He had, yeah, Encino Man, Biodome. He had one- I think I was under the impression that Encino Man was Brendan Fraser. Uh- he both. is the NCAA. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're both in that. Um, okay. Sean Astin, look at that. Oh, Sean Astin. Never seen great. that movie. I've never seen Biodome. There's a movie where he's on the jury that's really funny. I can't remember what it's called, but he's like, he's on the jury of some crime. There's he's done very few movies for a person whose name I know this well. Uh, there's one where it's like he's trying to marry someone whose dad is a farmer and that's real fun. It's like son-in-law or something. He had some, he had a good run. Brendan Fraser had a good run too, but then he- I love Brendan yeah. Fraser. He's in Doom Patrol, but you don't even see his face. Rest in peace, Brendan Fraser, you yeah. know. The Brendan Fraser mummy movies were just, I mean, just the, the, the best garbage ever. That's a- that's the only movie I've ever walked out of was Mummy 1. Really? Yeah, I just, really? I didn't like it and I walked out. Um, I should go back and watch that. It's pretty good, I think. I don't know. Have you guys ever walked out on a movie? I have. I oh. walked out on uh, the remake of it's Overboard cold. with cold. Anna Ferris. Johnny Depp movie where he plays John Dillinger. Oh, the yeah. hell was that movie called? I think it's just called Dillinger. No, 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 no. It was something stupid. It was like... And I I was ready to walk out of lethal Venom. Lethal something? Public but Enemies. We it for the show. 2009. The, the only movie I've ever walked out of. I was so bored. That sucks. I've also had like life happen during a movie and had to like leave. <laughs> is that is that a euphemism for like going to the bathroom? Uh, no, well, uh, no. I mean, just like I don't excuse know, me, like, this dinner's great, but I need to go make life happen. I had I had Jurassic World: <laughs> Fallen Kingdom walk out on me t three times. I almost walked out on Crimes of Grindelwald. Because one, it was bad, and two, the projector didn't work. Yeah, I, I saw. I, I went to the theater to, theater to see. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom four times and only one of them worked. That's a lot of money on Jurassic World. Well, I got the ticket, mo ticket money back every time, but because if the movie breaks, then they give you the money back. <laughs> I just feel like that's a lot to spend on Jurassic World. Well, I was trying to see it. Need me to say Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Dab on my hater's grave, Fortnite, Fortnite, baby. I'm happy now. I can die happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'll have two favorite dead podcasters. No, damn it. Uh, <laughs> that will be uh, that'll be used for the next year in every time somebody else swears. <laughs> they will hear, hear Adam Refai saying, Fortnite, baby. <laughs> or we should have baby Botticelli go, I'm a sweetheart. We have that too. Uh, Ethan, putting this on our big board of films that we reviewed, it sounds like you hated it. Did you hate it more than Ghostbusters 2? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. You hated Ghostbusters two more than this. Um, oh, have you? Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, barf. Ghostbusters two big sucks, man. Oh, Ghostbusters okay, two is great. Fine. Is okay. I'm gonna give this to Adol Refai. Uh, it's better than Scooby Doo two Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, not as good as Ghostbusters two. Okay. Yeah, I could live with that. Ghostbusters two not a good as good as one, but still, I mean, he is Vigo. Come on, that's a great movie. Oh, no, it's well, not. We, we, the other thing is, like, so we, we do this ridiculous thing where we rank every movie we ever watch against each other for, like, a year at a time. Yeah. So, like, there's some pretty heavy hitters like, on the board this year. Like... The Social Network and Whiplash oh, and Parasite damn. and yeah. Knives Out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that's our, and then, yeah, that's our top five right now, I think. Wow. So... Uh, and then at the bottom is like Hocus Pocus. She's the man. Scooby Doo Two Monsters <laughs> and Unleashed. And we, we've covered a lot of the big franchises in the past, so you get down to these weird conversations that's like... 
is Little Women better than The Phantom Menace? Not The Phantom Menace, but like, you know, is it better than Captain America Civil War? And you're like, how do I compare these two things? This isn't apples and oranges. This is apples and very nice gravel. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I love the, the uh, movies you listed, like Whiplash and Social Network. That's like, I feel like that's like the 98 Bulls. And then Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is like some... 47 year old guy who like won a frozen pizza contest and they're like you uncle rico yeah they're like you get to shoot the ball at halftime how have we not covered napoleon dynamite and we've been doing this show for this long i don't know somebody asked about shrek the other day and i was i almost oh apologized. i'm holding i'm holding was, shrek until we really really need it oh shrek's great <laughs> shrek's great yeah uh so we've got that on the big board I don't want to waste too much time wrapping the show. You can listen to all things at or Fi, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, and Hey Riddle Riddle. If you like, I want to say it. If you like, what is it? Quizzies and Puzzies? Riddies and Puzzies. Riddies and Puzzies. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I ruined it. I messed it up. <laughs> you should have uh, let, let me say it. <laughs> no, but I wanted to say it. So if you like Riddies and Puzzies, you can listen to Hey Riddle Riddle. Just, if you like fantasy type things, uh, but you're not really sure... How much you like fantasy type things? Listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. Or subscribe to Hey Riddle Riddle on Patreon and listen to their D&D episodes. Ooh, thank you. Oh, we love D&D on this show. If you had time, we would have forced you to play D&D with us. Next yeah. time, please. Uh, Next time. You can, yeah. guess, you can guess in our D&D podcast as well. Mm, what's that called? Late to the Party. It's called Late to the Party? It's called Late to the Party. That's, but that's a great name. I thought it was going to be called like uh, Chips and Salsa or something. Wow, okay. Tyler tried so really hard sucks. to get it to no, me. No, no, here's the thing. I love bacon and eggs, but it's misleading. Because again, it again, is. I was like telling my fiance, I'm like, ooh, I get to go on this like yummy breakfast show. And then you're like, so we're <laughs> going to be watching a movie. And I was like, what? And then you're like, what? And, and I didn't know the correlation. The The name's great. The podcast is great. But I just, there's a disconnect before I knew what was going on. Right. And then once we so, learned how to podcast, it started yeah. making more shows. Where we were like, maybe we should give these names that like give it a little bit of an idea what's yeah, going but on. But late so, to the party is yeah, great. Late to the party. Um, yeah. Not, not chips and salsa. Uh, it was almost dinner rolls, like R O L L S. I guess that's how you spell rolls, but like rolls like a roll of dice. That's a great one. Play D&D at dinner time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says podcasting like chewing. <laughs> I think, I think I've Jesus. upset Tyler. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, Oh, yeah, listen to all things Outdoor Five. Listen to all things uh, WBNE. That's this network where you listen to this show and all of our other shows. Listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. You can also listen to Hello from Elsewhere, which is like our fiction show about like deep dives into fiction. That's super good. Uh, there's all sorts of good things. I don't know. There's a preview for one of them right here. Dear listener, today's going to be a good day, and here's why. Because today we're headed to Broadway. Are we? Okay, maybe not, but we're talking about Broadway. I'm Becca. And I'm Eenie, and we host Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. We discuss everything from strong female characters, to Ben Platt, to individual shows, to Ben Platt, (laughs) to Act 1 finales and everything in between. We even have a few experts on to talk about their expertise in the realm of musical theater. It's an easygoing show for every theater fan. No experience required. Listen every Wednesday at WBNE.org or wherever you get podcasts. That's not a Disney fan cast, I promise. Adel, you got any final thoughts? You want to play us out real quick? Yeah, I do want to say I don't want to I don't want to uh, walk away from this microphone without saying part of what makes this movie suck so hard is there is a, some gay panic in it that was shocking to watch. Uh, obviously, it was in the 80s, uh, but there's a moment of gay panic that kind of sucked. Um, and I would say uh, if I it, on a scale of one to 10 stars, don't watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, we actually, that would be a zero. Binary yeah, we, we, we were so around here. We forgot to do this at the beginning. We rank things on a binary scale. Zero to one. A zero is don't watch it. A one is definitely watch it. 
Zero. Yeah, zero. But I do agree with be excellent to one another, but I didn't see a lot of that in this movie. No, it's, yeah, it's definitely do as I say, not as I do, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Don't kidnap women from out of time. Mm-hmm. Be nice to people. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. If you're ever in an instance where you can go back in time, always grab Billy the Kid. <laughs> and don't. He will be like the coolest about grab it. Grab Ed Lincoln and don't tell him what happens, apparently. Oh, also, final thought. I have to get, I have to, buzzer beater, I have to get this one in as well. I love, 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 love. That they meet Billy the Kid, he he makes them play a poker game where he cheats. They blow his cover, and then they run outside after blowing his cover and starting a big bar fight. And then Billy the Kid goes, "You guys saved my life." <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. You know, Ter- just I mean, just you can't even. They don't have a plot to this movie, and the small <laughs> amount of plot they do have, they get wrong. So this is a this is a masterclass in what not to do in screenwriting. <laughs> But I love you too. Thank you for having me on. I had a blast. Uh, so I appreciate that. All right. Well, that's been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Adel Rafai. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arriva Derchi. Adel Rafai.